Come on, Professor Peter Lynham, are you there? I am here, yes indeed. Uh, now, what are we talking about this week for That's the Spirit? Mm. Yeah, well, we're thinking about Kanye West, or I don't even know how to say, is it yay that you say? Uh, yeah, his? I think it is yay now, but I... Th- I mean, I just for the listeners' sake, like, Kanye West, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Kanye West, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. yes, it's an interesting story. Um, what I was particularly interested in is his rants against Jews. Mm. And these are significant because there is a really striking rise of anti-Semitism going mm-hmm. on in the world. Yes. And uh, Kanye West is one of the most rabid advocates of this who gets a little bit of airplay although it's obviously people are fairly concerned and are still trying to deny him space on social media Mm -hmm. um it's it's a troubling story because i mean we don't altogether know about the sanity of kanye west and we've got good reasons to doubt it yes yes but he still has a platform uh and he he is you know potentially misusing it he is definitely misusing it. But what is also interesting is, I mean, the framework that he's drawing on, I mean, there, there's an intellectual framework of sorts mm-hmm. that he is able to use. Yes. And uh, it, this is this idea that somehow or other the blacks are the true Jews. Okay. And this is an astonishing thought, but that the current Jews are a kind of exploitative group who've crept in there and are in fact responsible for all the evils in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a very interesting idea because I mean part of it is reflected in the whole black tradition where it appropriated the story of Israel the underdog to mm. give itself some hope during the slave eras. Yeah. So that there's a bit of history behind this um, notion that, that that blacks are the true Israel. Um, but it's it's so obviously a metaphor rather than the the actual real thing that when it starts being treated literally, mm-hmm. very very strange things uh, happen. And I wonder whether in fact there's been a bit of a coalescence between a- a- anti-Arab sentiment towards Israel and all the disadvantaged elements that think that they're losing out in the world and need somebody to blame. Yes. Yeah. What, why do the Jews cop so much flack? Uh, well, maybe because they're small enough mm. that they can't completely stand up for themselves. And B, because they're so small that they have a tendency in the state of Israel anyway to use everything that they've got to fight back with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, and of course, the constant confusion between Jews and the state of Israel makes things that much more difficult. I mean, the current Netanyahu policies, of course, make it that much worse for Jews everywhere in the world, no matter how much they try to distance themselves from his policies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a factor. But I mean, a lot of this goes back to the conspiracy theories of the. 19th century, you know, around the, the Second World War or earlier? Yeah, but but, no, but, but earlier than that, mm. when the, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Have you heard of this? Um, no, you'll need to bring bring me up to scratch. 
Okay, so the the Protocols of the Elders of Zion was a book that appears to have been forged in Tsarist Russia during the 19th century. And it claimed that there was a secret conspiracy by Jews that was setting out to defraud Christians of their rights and that the Jews were planning some sort of takeover of the world mm-hmm. using the financial strengths of the Rothschilds et al. Um, and so it became a kind of master conspiracy document that fed into a lot of groups like Hitler uh, and and Nazis in Germany that began to you know pick on the Jews as a symbol of why they were missing out on so much. Mm-hmm. Now this is a work that despite the you know constant refutations that this is a valid document that there was no there was no agreement between Jews about how they would conspire against the world um, and that's you know totally um, been shown to be a, a, a fraud and yet the document goes on being circulated mm-hmm. and as I say it was a, a favorite in Nazi Germany it is a favorite in some parts of the Arab world today very very widely circulated um, and and here, you know, part of the complication is that the, the Nazis, in fact, worked with the Arabs in the years leading up to World War II mm. uh, in order that they tried to set them against Jews. And Jews and Arabs had lived relatively peacefully in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in the 1930s, there was this rise in tension which helps to explain some of the circumstances that leads up to the, the success of Zionism. And so it's an, an interesting story. I think black people, in a way, some black people are subscribing to the same sort of notions. And extreme black... Remember, remember that uh, you've got people like um, Malcolm X who do connect up the worlds of, uh, of Arab conspiracy and black conspiracy theories. How so, Peter? Um, because Malcolm X, with his uh, strident Islamic philosophy, saw it as a way to assert a liberation theory against the dominant West, uh, American theory of the day. You see Martin... Um, uh, uh, oh, my goodness, my brain. Um, uh, the... Martin Luther King's mm-hmm. idea was a kind of harmonious, we, we can work together mm-hmm. to bring about a transformation of the way blacks are mistreated. Malcolm X's was a revolutionary theory. Mm-hmm. And revolutionary theories need people who have conspired against you in order to explain it. Mm-hmm. And so he, he drew fairly heavily on a whole range of conspiracy theories. Yes. And... I think that probably sticks around in some aspects of radical black communities. I'm not saying that Kenya has all that much following there, but he does have some following, and he draws on connections. Mm. Of course, this this extraordinary event when he took a right-wing leader to meet with ex-President Trump last year is just a startling reminder what, what was his that, name? Nick Fuentes or something, right? Yes, yeah. yes, Fuentes, yes. And Fuentes seems to have been... 
Well, I, I guess there always are spokespeople for the radical right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you don't expect is presidents to or ex-presidents to give them some kind of legitimacy yeah. by, by, by dining with them. And while I'm quite sure even Trump would not go as far as, as Fuentes, um, it's surprising what ex-presidents will do if they want to get back into power. Mm. Well, I mean, there seems to be this element of Kanye blaming his mis- misfortune, on, obviously, on the Jews. Why, why do you think people make that leap? What, is it just an easy explanation for troubles you may be having to blame it on someone else? I think Kanye has consistently personalised his marital travails, for example, and can easily imagine that there were Jews who were influencing um, Kim Kardashian. You know, I, I think it's... It's easy to point to some outside authority that you don't know quite enough enough about, mm-hmm. mm. and, and you can say that somebody is plotting against me. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what makes Jews easy targets. That, in a sense, you don't entirely know who is the Jew, so therefore you can see a conspiracy because maybe lurking beneath that apparent white smile is a, a nasty hooked nose of a Jew. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of racial stereotypes like that go on. Yes. Someone has just texted through, Peter, saying there is no such thing as conspiracy theory. It is only a theory. No need to give it an emotional slant. Well, maybe you can well, tell Kanye that, maybe, and uh, <laughs> yes, tell him yes. to grow the fuck up. Uh, I certainly yeah. would. And, and can I respond to that person? Yeah, yes. sure. Um, yeah. Because distinctive thing about conspiracy theory is it's a theory that hidden forces that we can't directly detect Mm. have a massive influence on the circumstances in which we live. Mm -hmm. And so the difficulty with the conspiracy theory is you can't easily um, reject it because it's so all-encompassing Mm-hmm. That you can you can budge a little bit in that aspect, but it turns out that the conspiracy is bigger than this, and it doesn't matter if one little point's wrong. Mm-hmm. So the problem with the conspiracy theory is it's hard to disprove. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, anything else, Peter, that you'd like to cover off as you know, and about Kanye West and his anti-Semitic beliefs? Um, there, there was an interesting point in the article about it just seems to be, obviously, we kind of touched on this, history repeating itself with the arrival of new media. Um, yes, yes. It was a very interesting interpretation that that article gave, going right back into the 19th century and the origins of some other anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, and I, even I, I the origin of the phrase America first um, ages back <laughs> to that point too, which I... <laughs> You know, learned that from the article and just thought to myself, for goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do we just have amnesia as society, Peter? Is that it? I think that societies really don't want historical interpretations. They want to look forward and they will just brush off this claim that, that that's where that phrase comes from mm-hmm. uh, because they're so set on and this is the nature of Western society, it looks forward rather than backwards. Mm. And therefore it's utterly blind to the way in which it's just constantly repeating the nonsense of the past. Mm. 
Here we are. There speaks the historian. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter Lynan, thank you for chatting to us this afternoon. We'll look forward to next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh.